Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. All right. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. And I am Mark Whitman. And this is the wrestling podcast. We talk about the wrestling that we want to and the wrestling you wish we would. And this is, we're trucking along our second. I se- wish you would. <laughs> our uh, second annual Ultimate Fantasy Wrestling Tournament. As many of you know, summer gets busy. So these episodes are a little shorter, and so on our recording day, we are knocking them out. Oh, yeah, man. We are just flying through these like we're professionals. Because yeah. we are. And we're coming up on episode 250. And if you got an idea for uh, what would be a great 250th episode, uh, I don't know what that would be. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But I do think for the SOS network. Yeah. That needs to be on there. Say it again. SOS custom yeah, SOS network. Custom. Sorry. You're fine. I don't know things. Uh I like the idea of we we talked about doing a show where we had each other do things out of our comfort zone. Yeah, I think that that would be a good. I I want to like you and me go camping, and then you, like you make me volunteer. At a You're going to help out with VBS. Yeah, so it's like Mark yeah. Whitman VBS right. volunteer. <laughs> right, just so silly stuff like that. That's a good idea for a show, man. Doing things out of our element. <laughs> I ain't going camping though. See, why not, man? I ain't going camping. So, I see. I'll go camping with you. No, you won't. I would. I promise. No, you would At the, like, Holiday Inn? No. We're going to go to a campground, set a tent up. I'm going to camp for two weeks. Yeah, but you're, like, you got a bed. Are you going to have, you got to build your own fires and all that stuff? I could. Could you? That's one of the reasons Drake keeps telling me, Dad, you should be on Survivor, Mike, son. It's called Survivor, not die on the first day. <laughs> but you tried to get on it, right? I'm going to try again. I believe ready? that's coming. Oh. I believe my second audition tape is about to – the last time I did it, I had to send in a VHS. Yeah. That's how long ago that was. That was before they invented computers. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. The show for the network, doing things. Out of the comfort zone. So you would make me go camping. You'd make me go camping at a theater that only shows The Exorcist on the loop. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. We'll go see Hereditary. I'll go see. When does that movie come out? Friday. This Friday? I think so. Yeah. Tomorrow? Yes. I'll go see it with you. Well, well, yeah, we'll see. All right. I think me and the wife might go. All right. Well, I yeah. Well, that would definitely be out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll go see it with you, too, though. You're going to go I mean, see I Can Only Imagine with me. Hey, Lordy. Can I ask you going to make me watch The God Is Not Dead? Oh, all six of them. <laughs> all, there's six of those movies. I'm going to make you watch the Kirk Cameron Left Behind. Oh, or the Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas. Did he do that? I think he did. He he does have like a documentary that came out that was actually pretty. Like, I think he found his niche. Like there, Oh, there's no doubt he found, right, he found right. his niche. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. We are in. Uh, we're in the Elite Eight of our uh, Ultimate Fantasy Wrestling Tournament. So, sorry. No, we're in the Sweet 16. So, this is going to be eight matches that we're going to go through to get to the Elite Eight. Can I say this, though? Yes, about, sir. Yes, about sir. making fun of God is not dead and all that stuff. 
that it doesn't offend me. It doesn't bother me. I'm not talking about the fact that those are religious themed movies. They offend me as somebody who likes good movies. If they were good movies, hey, no problem. Here's the thing, okay? I'm not, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Made some money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I mean, I, I think that. I think the same thing could be is about there's a lot of bad wrestling yeah. that's making money because they're doing like wrestling that you and I would not like, that would not think is good, but they uh-huh. found a market. Did you see the the movie that the movie plot that Carrie Trainum and I developed o- over Twitter? No. You you missed that whole conversation. I missed it. Where the we like one of those movies basically, but a small town pastor played by Tim McGraw. Yeah. Um, doesn't understand the true meaning of the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> and Toby Keith plays an angel. It <laughs> 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 comes down and carries him through different patriotic scenarios that hits on all of the right, um, right wing and <laughs> evangelical Christian notes. It ticks all the marks. And he teaches this. Tim McGraw, the true meaning of the 4th of July, and it ends with an all-star singing of Lee Greenwood's Proud to be an American, and I guarantee you, we'll make a ton of money off of that. I only have one word for you right now. Sell that thing for $10 a pop at Walmart. I only have one word for you right now. What's that? Copyright. (laughs) Yeah, copyright that. That's flipping brilliant. I know it is. That's why I wanted to put it out there in case it ever gets stolen from our Twitter conversation that we've talked about it and we can introduce this in court. When I think Tim McGraw played a pastor in a movie. God, like listen, I'd be more surprised if he did. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have ever thought 20 years ago that Hercules would be the centerpiece of a franchise of Christian movies? Hercules. Kevin Sorbo. Oh, is he? He's like the main guy in the God's Not Dead series. Oh, really? Huh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, um... Maybe I did see him. I just want one of those movies for everything not to work out. Like real life. Right. Like, that's my biggest... Some of the, there's just, everything's tied up too neatly in a bow. Right. Right. Yeah. Like those, hall, they're, they're like, they're like Hallmark movies. Have you, okay. So we get at the Hallmark movie channel for Christmas season. Uh-huh. And that's all we watch. And it is like the best poor mindless guy. fun that you have. I mean, I, listen. You poor guy. My wife said, Listen. Have you seen the Hallmark for the Lifetime movie? And I want to find it, but you, I can't find it anywhere that Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell did. What? They both are fans of those horrible movies. Yeah. And they got together and made this movie. Yeah. That was on like, like but they made it like, not to make fun of it. Mm-hmm. They made one of those lifetime evil babysitter adoption. Yeah. They made, but it's got Will Ferrell and Kristen, and they played it straight. Oh, yeah. my. And I I want to see it, and I ain't been able to find it anywhere. I'll look for that. Yeah. I'll look for that. Well, this tournament's not a Hallmark movie. It's not predetermined, and it's uh, certainly not going to put you to sleep. 
Our first match of the Sweet 16, Brock Lesnar versus the Great Muda. That's a match I want to see right there, boy. Yes, that's I why you booked it. it. That's why I booked it, because I want to see it. Yeah. And I got to go with Brock Lesnar. Much as I like Muda, one of my favorites, we're here in the States. You put Brock Lesnar on top of the card up there in Madison Square Garden. People showing up. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know, as you started talking, I knew you were going to pick Lesnar, and I was formulating my argument for Muda. But what makes somebody a good listener is while they're listening, they're not thinking about what they're going to say. They're merely listening and accepting what the other person is saying. Well, what's your argument? Change my mind. No, like really, halfway through my argument, I was like, you know what? Heath, you're not being a good listener right now. You need to listen to Mark. And the argument went the way, like the wind. (laughs) I think you're starting doing that on purpose now. (laughs) (laughs) He's on to me. So it's Brock Lesnar over Great Muda. Listen, you're not going to find a bigger Brock Lesnar fan than me. If 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 Brock listen, I'm just gonna say this. If Brock Lesnar were on Raw every what every Monday night, I'd watch. I'd maybe not watch it live, but I'd watch it. If Brock Lesnar wanted to, if he had a better disposition, yeah, and a different work. Not that he's lazy. When I say yeah. work ethic, don't misunderstand me. Um, if he wanted to show up and stay late. He wanted to go do all the media appearances. Yeah. And he wanted, we wouldn't know who John Cena is. That's right. That's right. John Cena was the answer to Brock Lesnar leaving. Yes. You know? It's like, oh, what do we, and they were setting Brock Lesnar up to be. Yeah. Yeah. They, they called him the next big thing for a reason. And there's a reason that as soon as he came back, they put him right back on top. He's Don't, a, don't he's lie a, to yourself and think Roman Reigns is the biggest star in that company. No. No. It's all about making Brock look good till he decides he doesn't want to be there. WWE anymore. does not have a tab on the ESPN homepage because of Roman Reigns. <sighs> it has a tab because of the Double Dropkick Show. All right. Speaking of the Double Dropkick Show, our next match, Booker T and Dusty Rhodes. Ain't that a contrast? I can't even. This is one of those oil and water. It's hard to even picture Booker T and Dusty Rhodes having a match. I can see Booker T, the facial expressions as Dusty gives him the elbow. <laughs> I right. can see the promos going up to it with Dusty doing all the, the old school Dusty yeah. jive talk. And Booker just giving him the, what is, you know, did he just say that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he didn't just, anyway, and I'm giving Booker T. Booker T with an upset. Dusty Rhodes. The, the big upset hits the bicycle kick. You're not going to give me Booker. The Harlem hangover. You're not going to give me Dusty Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Is that going to be a good match? Let's be honest. Dusty Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Okay. Uh, I agree. But if Brock Lesnar goes in the ring with Dusty Rhodes and like almost ends his career, like wins it in three minutes and Dusty's bleeding from the mouth – Brock Lesnar goes into the final four looking like, oh, my gosh, who is going to beat this guy? And then Dusty Rhodes, when he comes back, like Dusty Rhodes, who was a mainstay on our undercard last year, Dusty Rhodes isn't even on the undercard. And then for the next, for the third annual tournament, is Dusty Rhodes even going to be, is his career over? 
but I don't know. You could always put Booker T in there, too. I'll go ahead and write Booker T. You're wait, 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 because now you've actually come up with something that's intriguing to me. Right. Because I don't think Dusty and Brock can have a good match. No, but you're right, and you make Brock look like a killer. Yeah. Like and set him up for whoever, you know, in the final there. He had an easy He had an easy night. Really? Yeah. He had an easy match. You sold me on it. Brock over Booker T. Dusty over Booker oh, T. Oh yeah, yeah, Dusty over. It's nothing personal, Dusty. And as or as Bobby Heenan once said, he doesn't look rusty, Dusty. <laughs> All right, our next Sweet 16 match, contrasting styles. Uh, two men I really like, a lot of respect for. Uh, two men whose careers cut short by injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we ever oh, – we saw them at their best, but cut short. Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Edge. I would have to go with Dr. Death over, over Edge. You're not gonna get an argument for me. Hits that big, whatever his big his big body Stand, big power slam. Yep. Next, oh man, look at this! Look at this! Is this a match that happened? Had to have happened. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, I think it happened on Nitro, but not not in this. Not when it happened. It was. There's no doubt who's winning this. Match. Right. You know what I mean? It was. It was just Eddie being an enhancement guy. Randy Savage and Eddie Guerrero, the winner to face Dr. Death, Steve Williams. And the that's the key, the winner to face Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and that's why I got to go with Randy Savage. Yes. Because I think Randy Savage has a has – a, both of them are going to have good matches, but I think I can see that that brawl that's going to happen between Randy Savage and Dr. Death. You know. To me – so, you know – you look at the Elite Eight so far, Lesnar and Dusty, Dr. Death and Savage, either of those matches on their own are going to sell you tickets. Mm-hmm. And that is the point of this tournament. And and, and people, fought, they're following the tournament. They're following the stories. They know what's happening. We're not, just, we're not just doing this to pick names. We want it to make sense. And Dr. Death versus Randy Savage makes sense. Now, man, we get into uh, – some great matches on this other side of the bracket. Daniel Bryan versus Harley Race. Boy, that's another, that, you know, two different generations. Um, but I, I got to think that Harley Race wins this match. Yeah. I, yeah. I could go either way. I, I could too. Um, and I think uh, even – you talk about Daniel Bryan's stature, but I think Daniel Bryan is – this is just me. I think he's one of those guys that in the 70s, despite his size, would have been accepted by Harley yeah. Race and others just because of his toughness, his knowledge, yeah. just his um, grit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a big dude, but he doesn't look like a dude that couldn't win a fight. Right, like some of the other smaller guys. Like I don't, I can't even think of nobody off the top of my head. You know, Roderick Strong or Adam Cole, right. a little bitty dude, and he doesn't look like he could. Right. You know, but Daniel Bryan looks kind of tough. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Now, I won't disagree with that. Next, we have a dream match. Anywhere, anytime, any season. John Cena versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's only one way that match ends. Okay. That's with Cena looking at the lights after taking that Stone Cold stunner. How many stunners do you think it takes? One. One. If I'm gonna have somebody kick out, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna save that for later on. Yeah, gotcha. I want that stunner. I guess we probably should have established this from the start. But now I think about it, I want that Stone Cold stunner to be that that move like the Diamond Cutter or the RKO that when he hit, you know, it could come at any time. When he hits it, it's over. Cena does the little side slam to Austin. You can't see me off the ropes. Austin's up. Double bird. Kick to the gut. Stunner. One, two, three. Yeah. There you go. And now we've set up Steve Austin versus Harley Race. Which and that's I, a that's a heck of a match. That's a man. Tugging the heartstrings, yeah. as they say. Mm-hmm. Next we've got Hulk Hogan versus the big chief, Wahoo McDaniel. And I think Hogan wins. Hogan beats Wahoo. I can I can see where this is going, dang it. Can you? I don't know. That you I know. don't know. Uh, but that's a good match. Again, Wahoo could have been one of those guys in the 80s to send him up there and Hogan have a little feud with him and have a blow-off match at a pay-per-view. Yeah, it would make sense. Uh, all right, final match of the Elite Eight. A match we saw at WrestleMania. However, we never saw these two men wrestle in their prime. Ric Flair versus The Undertaker. So now do I set up Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, which I was hoping to get to in my finals. Right. I wish they'd have been on different sides of yeah. this thing. Uh, so I'm going to tease that for next year and have The Undertaker, who is got something to prove. Yeah. He's trained all. We didn't see him. Right. He's been gone. He shows back up for this tournament. And yeah. He's ready to fight. He looks better than he looked. Yeah. And I think he gives Ric Flair all he can handle, and he hits the tombstone and beats him. And I think Undertaker wins this match. This was the main event of the evening. Crowd is Undertaker's in the ring. Flair rolls out and out from the back comes Hulk Hogan. Pointing that finger maybe. As the crowd, they're like, oh, there's a commotion. And Hulk Hogan's letting Undertaker know, what you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? So fans. One of the largest arms in the world. Um. So here we go. the The elite eight um could not have could not have picked this, but we did pick it. Right. This is what I love about it. It's a blind draw. Here's the elite eight second annual Ultimate Fantasy Wrestling Tournament: Brock Lesnar versus Dusty Rhodes, Doctor Death Steve Williams versus Randy Savage, Harley Race versus Steve Austin. And Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. The Undertaker, the only one remaining from last year's Final Four, and that's the story. Can he do it again? He lost in the finals last year. Can he do it again? I've got some inside knowledge on this thing. You've got some inside knowledge. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. I feel like we're back in high school, and we just put out 80 names, and we're trying to book a tournament, and we're trying to get – 
Michael Hayes in there and Aaron Anderson and Terry Blanchard, and you're like, no, no, the Undertaker beat them. Undertaker can't beat Ricky Morton. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mark, that's ridiculous. Ricky Morton will go on to be one of the greatest wrestlers and stars in the history of the business, and nobody's going to know who the Undertaker is next year. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you remember that little, that little, uh, uh, group that came through and had the show there in the school gym. Undertaker's going to be doing that one day, and one day they're going to make a Hall of Fame, and Ricky Morton's going to be the first person they put in it. <laughs> He's going to be Ricky Morton will be main event in WrestleManias in 2017, and the Undertaker's going to be working the undercard at the local National Guard Armory. Mark, in 20 years, <laughs> you and I are going to be doing a podcast, going to local shows, and right there with us next to our gimmick table is going to be Mark Calloway because he can't use the Undertaker. He's Undertaker. going to be me. Mark Callis. Yeah. He's going to be sitting there. And then the Undertaker's going to walk up to you and go, Hey, double dropkick guy. I need to ask you a question. <laughs> hey, hey, Heath, this other guy's wanting to get in and do a podcast interview with me. You know anything about him? Well, first of all, Mark, he doesn't have a podcast. He does a video show on Facebook. It is not a real podcast. Secondly, he is a Mark. And one day, you and your brother Kane are going to take a picture with him as your brother Kane runs for mayor. So, excuse me, uh, Mark, but let me go tell this guy he's going to have to buy a ticket just like everybody else and that you are nobody. And then if he really wants to interview, wait a minute, uh, he's going to want to talk to Ricky Morton, who would never be at a place like this. Uh, <coughs> so, uh, I got lightheaded. Is that all right? You're looking at your phone, and I got well. One. Well, we got uh, got some comments in the patrons group here. Oh, Scott said, "Why not Lee Greenwood instead of Toby Keith?" And then I got to the point where we we're go, we're going to do the All Star rendition. Oh, and I can't decide. Do you do it like it's a Wonderful Life, where Toby Keith? Because this was kind of my our our thing. Is mm-hmm. does does Toby Keith lead him through all the scenarios, or maybe you do it like a Christmas Carol, where you have a different. Oh, you know, a different guy. You know the, the Fourth of July past, Fourth of July <laughs> present, Fourth of July future. You know, and the Fourth of July past can be the signing of the Declaration of Independence. That's it. And he shows up, and he thinks everybody's going to be there signing at one time. Like, oh no, this took like six months. It's like where is <laughs> we're going, it? and then they just have to sit there and wait. And everybody, <laughs> I like that. All right, so you got. Fourth of July, ghost, ghost of Fourth of July past, ghost. Of, who would be ghost of Fourth of July future? It'd be like a robot or something. Uh, or maybe no, it would be a Russian, <laughs> and it wouldn't be Fourth of July Tim, at all. Tim. It would be the. Fifteenth of February. You'd be like, "Why is there? What? what are we doing this on the fifteenth of February?" Well, that's when we finally come and took over. <laughs> and it's like because you didn't celebrate, because you didn't have the truth mm-hmm. of the Fourth of July in your heart. Right. The Russians were able to infiltrate. There was there there was some little kid that was going to be at the present picnic that because you didn't have the proper thing, he didn't grow up going to the military. <laughs> 
he and, came and be the sniper that took out the guy that was going to come over here and take over there. <laughs> and because of that, this man became the president of Russia. They hacked into us, and now we celebrate the 15th. No, it's we celebrate February 29th because they, they <laughs> That's right. conquered us on a leap year. Conquered us on a leap year, so we can only celebrate every four years. All because you didn't have the spirit of the 4th of July. You didn't feel like grilling those hot dogs. How'd that work out for you? That's right. You wanted to stay home and watch the race. <laughs> no, Richard. no, no. He refused to stay home and watch. He refused to stay home and watch the race. If you had stayed home and watched that race, you would have seen... You would have seen a commercial for erectile dysfunction. You would have taken the pill. You would have impregnated your wife. And your son would have grown up to be the greatest American hero in this country's history. He would have saved not only our society, but dare I say, the fabric of all mankind. But you, but you didn't. You didn't stay home and you watch You didn't it. stay home and watch the race. You didn't grill those hot dogs. And now it's the February the 29th. Yet. <laughs> this is good stuff. Copyright Co- this thing, man. Copyright, copyright all thing. of it. Boy, maybe our million dollar idea came to a late night intoxicated Twitter conversation <laughs> between you and Carrie. And again, I'm just adding my little two cents. And if you don't think, if you're watching this in our patrons group live on video, if you don't think that as soon as I hit stop record that I am not going to write an outline of this movie, like just a skeleton outline, you're crazy because it's happening. Yeah. Because my interest is peaked. Uh-huh. I think because Lee Greenwood's old. Uh, yeah, he's only got a few more years. We got to make this thing happen. And by the way, the guy that's got to talk him into watching the race has got to be Richard Petty. Right. Yeah, he's got to be the ghost of Chris or the ghost of Fourth of July present, because he's got to talk him into watching the race, or maybe he's the future. Right. He's the one that lets him know. The go- the ghost of Fourth of July present is Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Foxworthy. You can get the past, I- present, and future to be Foxworthy, Ingvall, <laughs> and Larry the and Cable. Larry the Cable Guy. You got to get tater salad in there doing something. Oh, my goodness. Didn't stay home and watch the race. <laughs> didn't, didn't see the erectile dysfunction curse. You like that? That was good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> That's good stuff. There's going to be like Cialis uh, product placement yeah. all throughout this movie. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What were we talking about? We kind of went off. Uh, I love it, though. Yeah, We've had a great recording day today. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. All right, so you know what's good stuff? The Double Dropkick Show, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, download, rate, <laughs> and review. Just so you know, though, like the deal that we just did with the movie, yeah, yeah, that's Kevin Smith. That's what he does now. What? The movies that he makes. He's made like a, like that movie Tusk. and Yoda, Tusk? Yeah, where the guy turns the guy into the walrus. I don't know uh, about this movie. So like Kevin Smith has a bunch of podcasts and one of them they they did this deal where they they'd start free freestyling a movie yeah. a movie plot yeah and then he would take that transcript and write a movie off of it and he's done like two or three of those movies and they self-finance one another like he does one whatever i haven't i will 
I've heard of the movie Tusk. What? No, man. Why, why? It's weird, man. Oh wow, it's weird, dude. It's it's out there. Really? It's like it's it's almost avant garde. I don't stuff. even know what that word it's, means. I'm yeah, gonna be honest. It's surreal. Be, okay. Type stuff. It, it's just weird, man. It's this weird, weird, weird movie where he, he, this guy's got a podcast <laughs> and. He finds out about something up north, and so he goes up there to check it out, and he meets this guy that runs an ad in the paper, and he starts talking to the guy. And anyway, the guy locks him in his basement and makes a walrus out of him. How does he make he a walrus? He gives him tusks, and he gives him a walrus body. It's weird, man. It's a weird, weird, weird like he, It's like. Like, he, seek it out and watch it. It's okay. so weird. I'm going to, yes. It's, I can't. You're asking me to explain something that's not, it? it's not easy to explain. Okay. It, it as you're watching it, how you feel with me talking to you about yeah. it is how you feel when you're watching it. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I had to see it. You know what oh, I mean? So I, is he turning it? Does he turn into an actual walrus? Or no, he's no. Just, he surgically turns this guy into a. That's this, what I this mean. This poor guy is sitting there on the ground in a, this weird thing on, and he puts tusks on surgically. Him. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's not like a costume. He's Turning him into yes. a, okay, well, that's it that is was, weird, man. It's a weird movie. Hmm. It is worth watching though. If you're into like weird stuff, we know why he did that. He didn't put the lotion in the basket. There you go. Uh, so anyway, I don't I don't know that there's anything left for us to say for this episode. <laughs> I, but I will say at twenty, this is maybe one of our finest. It could be. Of our 225-plus episodes, we're over 230 now, and just getting better. We're getting better with age, getting better with uh, – we're changing the world. So, yeah. as always, making your life better for the Double Drop Kick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.